the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61, from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, just had a, a great time in, in a service last week. We had a we had a revival, uh, and uh, so you know, revival is is when you uh, you gather together those that that uh, love the Lord, and you try to revive or restoke that that fire in them to get them to understand and uh, back to. To come back to their, their hopefully their first love, uh, Father God, and, and get them to understanding that that it is better to obey than to give sacrifices, and uh, and so we did Friday night. We did a we did a youth night, and we put most of our emphasis and time on the youth night, and uh, it was great. It was a great youth night. Uh, the young people in the church did well. Uh, some of them you heard on this uh, radio program. Uh, they, they they organized it, brought together the singers and the rappers and speakers, and everybody had a good time and and a lot of energy in the room. You know what I mean? A lot of energy in the room. Saturday was a more smaller time, formal time, so people could uh, have prayer, so we could pray for people individually. And then Sunday morning, you know, it's uh, service time. And so, so uh, great things, great words spoken. Some. Uh, Great things and kindling of of dreams and visions and and people want to 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 move on and that that excites me you know because our, our church currently now you know if you're familiar with our ministry you know we we are in North Minneapolis and right now we're currently we're we're rebuilding uh, you know it's, uh, it's uh, I've learned this over the course of my lifetime that uh you know small churches and all churches go through. Uh, a retooling, a rebuilding process periodically. People move on. Uh, they may move to another state. They may get called to another level. They may just drop out of ministry and you find yourself uh, periodically, you know, replacing people. The difference in a smaller uh, church or a small ministry is that, uh, that you not only go through those same things, but it's a little bit different because you don't possess the resources to hire someone to take that place. So you pretty much have to develop in house, you know, turn a volunteer into a staff person, turn a pew sitter into a volunteer, turn a staff person into a minister. You know, it's a, it's a, uh, a process. So it's not as easy as saying like, Oh, we need to hire a, a children's pastor or you've got, you know, no, it's, you know, we, if you're not develop constantly developing and constantly rotating folks, You'll find yourself, uh, you know, having to develop one. So while you're developing, you know, the ministry, it it drops off. Quality of ministry drops off until that individual gets there because you're you're dealing with you're dealing with pretty much a, a volunteer 
force. You know what I mean? You know, pastors volunteer, everybody's a volunteer. So, you know, you still have that primary call to take care of your family that's there. And so it goes to that point. So we're going through that right now. You know what I mean? We're, you know, we're looking at uh, what things are key. You don't want to overload anybody with two or three hats. So uh, we're going through and taking our time. This is not my first time going through it and it won't be my last. <laughs> just, just the nature of the beast. And, and especially in a volunteer-based system where things tend to have priority. But it's it's fun in one hand. It's frustrating in the other because you can look and say, man, we be, we could be here when we're there. And But at the same time, you get to see a new person develop and there's room and and, uh, and a person has the opportunity to try some things that they would they would never, ever, ever get to try. You know what I mean? Because And sometimes they, they can't just try it. They have to do it because... You know, you know, they know that the, the church really, really needs that particular level of expertise that they possess or that needs to come out of them. And that's a challenge. Even for me, some things that I've done in my life uh, that I've had to do because there was no one else to do it. And I just had to say, Lord, you know, grant me the wisdom, you know, grant me the the, uh, the ability and talent to get this task done for your glory. And, and it comes to happen. Don't want to get sidetracked. It's not what I'm here to talk about today. Just want to give you a little backdrop on why I'm talking about uh, what I'm going to talk about today. And that is, if I give it a title, uh, is Walking with God in Spite of Yourself. You know, Walking with God in Spite of Yourself. You know, it, sometimes you face tasks and you look at that and you say, like, God, that's not me. You know, that's not me. You know, it never was me. It's not going to be me. And and sometimes, you know, God tends to push us into areas where that, that, that quote unquote, are not us. You know, it's, it's not. But at the same time, you know, I've come to find out in my lifetime that people didn't know who I was. And so a lot of people looked at me because uh, maybe because I was funny or because I was, you know, big or whatever. And and say, you know, let's either a let him be a comedian or b yeah, can you help me move? Because, you know, when you're over six feet and over 200 pounds, you're moving everybody. You know, everybody asks you to help them move because you, know, you can carry couches, boxes, or whatever. But, you know, I have to say this, that in my first 24 years on this planet, no one ever came to me and said, you know, you're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a pastor. Let me stop preparing you. Let me stop pointing to you. No one could see that. You know what I mean? You know, they made us all businessmen. They made us all athlete they may have saw you know leader or whatever but no one came and, and, and prepared me for it. so now I'm at this I was at this point where here I am you know like 27 years old and 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 it came to me people kept saying you know you're going to be in ministry you're going to be a pastor one day and I'm looking at them like you out of your natural mind I don't want to do that that's not me you know <laughs> I said that's not me I'm a businessman I like making money I like watching people cry you know what I mean? That's what I like to do. You know, so it's like, no, 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 I'm telling you this, that, that, and the other. And, you know, I had to get, you know, get to a point. Sometimes I say, well, you know, I'm just going to walk with God in spite of me. You know, me didn't want, me want to stick with what me knew best. You know what I mean? And, and I've always been an entrepreneur, always since I was young, running different businesses and doing different things. And even in business school, you know, everybody would just look, everybody just knew that I was going to be the, uh, first one out there to start something and hit it, you know, cause just cause of the way I was, you know what I mean? You know, you just, I play that. And I started playing Monopoly when I was five. <laughs> so it's like, it's just one of them things. 
in my house where you know if you can't you can't play money games in my house it's just it's like you're not really part of the family we got to put you outside or something like that but but I said I'm going to walk with God in spite of me you know and God how can you use this particular thing and you know and I I did some great things and and I I got recognized for doing stuff in business but it kept eating away at me and eating away at me about this ministry thing so finally uh, at the nice ripe old age of 20 I was 28 years old I quit my job and I went into youth ministry full time with with you for Christ and it was a struggle you know I mean cuz I say this and you could tell you know I'm a I'm a big guy at you know I, you know I, I had to struggle not to get any bigger and so you know God been supplying my needs okay say so he never didn't supply my needs cuz you know, I can say with confidence that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or see begging for bread. And I, that's been true in my life. And, and, I, and I know it is. But at the same time, we tend to want stuff when we want it. Not, I think that's in First John chapter 2. It's one of the ways of the world, <laughs> signs of the flesh, is that wanting what you want when you want it. And, you know, we do. We want, we want you know, God provided, but I'd rather for him to give me the money so I can go get it when I want it. And I don't have to wait on him. You know what I mean? I don't have to wait there. I had to go there, and but then I had to make a resolution to myself that no matter what others say or do, I'm going to believe God. I say it again: no matter what others say or do, I'm going to believe God, and and you know, and and I'm gonna walk with God in spite of me. Meaning, you know, I realized that I was my greatest handicap. Frustration comes when expectations are not met. If my expectations are 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 too high or if my expectation expectation don't line up with God's will, I'm going to be frustrated. You know what I mean? You know, or if they're too low, I'm going to be frustrated, but that's why it's important that my expectations are tied to his expectations of me. And so therefore I won't have to worry about dealing with the frustration because he who began this good work in me is faithful to complete it. And so therefore the frustration won't come when I feel frustrated is usually when I set goals for myself I set marks for myself, and and when they don't come in, then I'm frustrated. Then I'm falling on the proverb of hope deferred makes the heart sick because my heart is getting sick because I was hoping for something. And even though I didn't really have the assurance from God that that hope was correct, that he was going to do it, I'm still kind of hoping that he'll allow me to hope in something that he really ain't told me to hope in. You know what I mean? If you get that when you call me later, and I, I understand that. But we had to walk with God in spite of ourselves. And when I was looking at, I was reading about Solomon. And I was reading about Solomon and looking at Solomon's background. You know, uh, here's David, a man after God's own heart, right? And uh, David was popping off wives like it was not nothing. You know, he was in the wilderness. You know, he he, you know, he had two wives and, and he kept it as such. But then when he got to become king, oh my goodness, he was getting wise left and right, having all these kids and and uh as 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 the Bible shows us and not necessarily was the wisest thing to do because they, you know, he couldn't keep keep some of them under control. And uh and it came back to bite him later on in the days. But uh Solomon had a brother who didn't live long because the child not only was born out of wedlock, the child also was a cause of the murder of a faithful friend and servant. And so, but God had promised when, 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 uh, uh, I think it's uh, not exactly, I know it's first Chronicles 17 
where David is talking to the prophet and saying that he wanted to build a house for the Lord. And the Lord says that, you know, did I have I ever told any prophet to build me a house? You know, I'm satisfied with where I'm at. And, you know, tell David, you know, that he can't build me one because there's too much blood on his hands. You know what I mean? But David didn't allow that to be offensive or something like that and turn and walk away. You know, like sometimes the reaction I get as a pastor when I tell somebody they can't do something because of prior decisions that they made in their life. And uh, I, I get a, I get a, a chewing out or, or or controlling title. You know, David still walked with God, you know, in spite of himself. He still he, he went that way. And, and, and so therefore he wasn't passing down any mean blood or bad blood to his kids about, you know, how God is or how God may have shorted my father. But yet still he went and poured into Solomon to let Solomon know that it was that that he was going to be king and let his mother know he was going to be king and start pouring into him on, on what need to be done and what need to happen. And um, so here's Solomon now is he's he's king and I'm in first Kings chapter three. And, uh, you know, and, you know, Solomon is like making all these deals. He had just made a peace treaty with the king of Egypt. By marrying his daughter, we come to find out later on, probably was the, the beginning of the end, you know, for him in, in, in marrying these women from strange lands and allowing them to worship their gods in Israel. And, uh, you know, he had went to the temple to make a a, a, a sacrifice to the Lord. And, and But, you know, the temple wasn't finished, but, you know, he but they were doing sacrifices. And, and he goes up there and sacrifices like a thousand burnt offerings you know what i mean he just goes there and, and, and god is looking at this young man and saying like wow you know i'm well pleased with him so he he appears to him in a dream you know uh you know in a dream you know i guess it was a a dream that solomon could shake because he, he came to him and god said that hey you know what do you want me to give you oh my goodness Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. depends on what day you ask me that question you know when is the answer going <laughs> What kind of answer that's going to be? You know what I mean? One day I may ask for, uh, if I'm feeling good, I say, give me a big church. And then some days I'll be like, no, keep it small because it's got smaller problems and less people that I deal with. And another day you might catch me and I might say, oh, give me a million dollars. Another day I may say, oh, I don't need money, Lord, just more of you. And, you know, but in the midst of all this battling, you got a king's kid raised up under David. Yeah, you know I mean, that he pretty much, you know, It'd be just as spoiled as we see some of his other ones. And he didn't ask for material things. You know, he, he didn't he didn't ask for it. He, he just said, um, you know, you are very in verse six. Solomon answered, you were you were very kind and loyal to your servant, my father, David. He was faithful to you and lived a good, honest life. And you showed him the greatest kindness when you let his son take his place as king. Lord, my God. You have made me the king in my father's place, but I am like a small child. I don't have the wisdom I need to do what I must do. I am your servant here among your chosen people. There are so many that they cannot be counted. So I ask you to give me the wisdom to rule and judge them well and to help me know the difference between right and wrong. Without such great wisdom, it would be impossible to rule this nation. Man. I was happy with that. What father wouldn't be happy to hear those kind of words come out of his son? You know what I mean? You know, mine would probably be asking me for, uh, my youngest would ask 
for some gym shoes. You know what I mean? He's on the gym shoe fetish. He doesn't get them, but he's on a fetish. You know, my, my daughter would just ask for cash because she, she's so cheap, she'd save it. So, But this one asks for wisdom. You know what I mean? He asks for wisdom. And, and, and that pleased the father. You know, so when we come back after the break, we're going to break it down a little bit more and talk about some application and how to walk with God in spite of yourself. I'm Joe Sutton. This is uh, 980 AM. You're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. A recent update from Barner Research placed the Twin Cities very low on the list of top Bible-minded cities in the U.S. We're only number 67. Every day on the mission, there are great Bible teachers sharing the Word of God, and they rely on your steadfast prayer and financial contributions. You can support these life-changing ministries at the Kindness page at am980themission.com. With your generosity, we can put God's Word first, become more Bible-minded, and win hearts for Christ. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Many comedians today are not only not family-friendly, but use profanity and slurs to draw laughs. That's why AM 980 The Mission presents its fourth annual Clean Comedy Night on November 5th at Revive Brooklyn Park Church featuring Amy Barnes. Tickets are $9.80 with VIP options available. Find more info and tickets online at am980themission.com slash ccn. Join us on Saturday, November 5th for our Clean Comedy Night with Amy Barnes. Solomon was one of the richest men in the world. Abraham's flocks became so numerous he had to separate from his nephew Lot. Peter and Andrew had a fishing business. God's word and truths have enormous impact on business and business leaders. Has the Lord called you or your church for ministry outreach to the business community? Call me, Gary Borgendale, local ministry director, on ideas how to reach the business community through our sister station, Business 1440, 651-289-4412. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Isaiah 61. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm still, I got to reflect and I got to bounce it in my chair a little bit on that one. Cause I, <laughs> especially after last Friday night, that's all I, that's all I, could, I could hear in the church. <laughs> Our sound system couldn't even handle, you know, all the different rap styles that was, that was in there because it was, it was set, it was set for worship music and it wasn't set for, <laughs> they struggled trying to get this houses to reset for it. They finally got they finally figured it out. I just I just chuckled and left and went out the door. You know what I mean? I said, you know, I leave it for the young bucks. My, I'm, I'm, I must decrease so they may increase. That's what that's all I say when they ask me a question. I say, I must decrease that you may increase. And I just leave out the door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I just talked about Solomon and Solomon asking for wisdom and God being pleased with that. And I just, you know, I was just kind of saying how, you know, what I know that, that my children would ask for, you know, 
and, and what I would what I would ask for. You know what I mean? Because you know I would probably ask God for uh, a, 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 a huge rec center and uh, and and just funding just the dude to reach out or something like that. But this guy asked for the difference between right and wrong, and in turn God turned around and gave him made him the wisest person to to live and ever live and then still gave him all the money and everything that was in it he got he hit the daily double when he asked for that thing and he was sleep but it says it says later on in the scriptures it says but when he woke when he woke up he knew that God had spoken to him in the dream and then he went to Jerusalem and stood before the box of the Lord's agreement and he offered a burnt offering and a fellowship offering to the Lord and then gave a party for all his officials. You know what I mean? You know, and so, and just had a good time of it. So, and, and that's what Solomon was known for. You know, it, it, it says that this guy had knowledge about everything. You know what I mean? He just had, he just, you ask him a question, he had knowledge about everything, you know, and this, and, and so sometimes I really struggle with my kids and even the kids I work with to say they, they're Christian and had a, but don't have a mind to Christ and really, struggle sometimes you know what i mean and i know it has nothing to do with their mind it just has to do with their ability to, to focus and maybe their their love for the particular subject but still as i say man we can do all things through christ for strength us and we we can get out there but it's a shame that you don't realize that till you get older <laughs> and you get older and then you go back to school you get all a's you know what i mean when you're younger you was you was trying to get out of school and figure out what you was going to do once school was over and when you're older you know, you're just trying to make sure you do your best, and and, uh, and that's important to you that you be recognized for doing your best. But sometimes we have to walk with God in spite of ourselves. Solomon knew that he was not up to the task. You know, he didn't turn down the kingship, you know what I mean, or anything like that, even though he knew he wasn't up for the task. You know what I mean? Because he had already decided that he was going to walk with God no matter what. He didn't pray this prayer to God and come to God for this. God came to him in the dream and uh, and asked him what he needed because God knew he was feeling inadequate. Understand this. God sees and God hears. Yeah, and You may not think he's listening and you may not think he's watching, but he sees and he hears and he sends an answer. I, I like how he, he, he told Moses, he said, tell them that I've, 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 I've heard their cries and I've seen their afflictions and I have come down to deliver them. And, and, and God's deliverance was coming through Moses. You know what I mean? He wasn't appearing before Pharaoh, Moses and Aaron were, you know what I mean? But, but God said, I've come to deliver them. I'm going to use these vessels, but make no mistakes about it. You know what I mean? I've come to deliver you because I've heard and I've seen and God heard and seen, and he and he gave Solomon this choice, and Solomon chose chose wisely, and 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 he was blessed for it. But that wisdom, that gifting, your gifting can only take you so far. You gotta understand that some people gifted to preach, some people gifted to sing, some people gifted to counsel, but it only takes you so far. Yeah, you know I mean, you can never ever substitute gifting for hard work. And, and 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 that has so oftentimes I've seen guys that we start out in ministry together and they were been some little dynamos and they had the gift and they get to working and but then their lack of character or self restraint just wipes the poor little gift out. 
because they don't work at it. You know, they, they don't, they never perfected it. They, the gift can only take you so far, right? Because we see even in Solomon's life that later on, he, he backslid. He, he went away from God. He allowed uh, his various wives and their different gods and trying to please them to, to pull him away from God. And he knew God. He knew the true God. He's seen God move in miraculous ways and service in his life, everything like that, speaking to him in dreams and blessing. But yet he's still straight away. You know what I mean? He's still straight away. Why? Because he leaned more on his gift than he did on his work. Yeah, I mean, you have to work at a relationship, right? And and so what we have to understand that we have to walk with God in spite of ourselves. I don't care if you just sinned and you're feeling guilty. I don't care if you just did a righteous deed and you're feeling happy. It doesn't matter about that. We walk with God no matter what. I go back to the words I stated earlier. No matter what others say or do, I will believe God, meaning I will follow God. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding not going to lean on my own giftings. You know, I'm going to be there. You know, I have many gifted people come to me and, and want to help me in, in ministry. And I always remind them, I don't need your gift. I need your obedience to God. <laughs> Are you being obedient to God? Then you can help me. You know what I mean? If you just want to come here and exercise your gift on the keyboard or as a preacher, then you can keep on walking. God bless you. Have a great day. Remember this, no matter what others say or do, believe God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.